0: Hey everyone, I'm Phil Mattingly, CNN's senior White House correspondent in today for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 6, 2021. Has Mitch McConnell already snuffed out the prospect for bipartisan cooperation on infrastructure? It's the question everyone's asking this week. We'll discuss that. Plus, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis he signed a new voting law as Republicans reach a new turning point. And finally, the unabashedly overt progressive push for Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer to retire, Now that's putting Democrats in a pretty tough spot. Today, President Biden made his latest stop on his Getting America Back on Track tour in Lake Charles, Louisiana, to pitch his American jobs plan. Now, on top of the pandemic that left many unemployed, Lake Charles was also hit by two hurricanes. And Biden spoke in front of a 70-year-old bridge in an attempt to highlight the need to invest in the nation's crumbling infrastructure. Biden went back to the well on an embrace he's highlighted repeatedly over the course of the last several days, raising taxes, raising taxes on corporations, raising taxes on the wealthy, money Biden says would open the door for large-scale investments across the U.S. economy. Now, it's a push White House officials say is driven by what they view as a politically popular issue. Seriously, ask them. They will give you reams of polling proving just that point. But this is important. It's also Biden's personal insistence, I'm told, that he continue to talk about the tax increases publicly. That's not exactly a usual posture for members of either party. But it's one that underscores his belief, officials say, that he can win the fierce battle to come on that issue. Now, it's important to note that this all comes as just Wednesday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who is viscerally opposed to those tax increases, said this about Biden's priorities. 100% of my focus is on stopping this new administration. Now, if that sounds familiar, well, you may be experiencing a flashback, I certainly was, to a little more than a decade ago when McConnell famously or infamously, depending on your party, declared, quote, our top political priority over the next two years should be to deny President Obama a second term. So as moderate Democrats, moderate Republicans call for bipartisanship on this infrastructure package, and keep this in mind, a close McConnell ally, Senator Shelley Moore Capito, is literally in the midst of negotiations with the White House on that package, it seems clear the leader of Senate Republicans is not at all aligned with that message. So it kind of begs the question, Will those folks in the Democratic Party, like West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, see things any differently? So far, at least, Joe Manchin seems unfazed. So I still have confidence, and I have faith that we will come together. Uh, I don't know what his reasoning is for that, but I can assure you there are Republicans working with Democrats to want to make something happen. Now, here's what you need to watch. Next week, there are a few huge meetings at the White House, Democrats and Republicans. Whether or not there's a path forward, we may finally get some answers. Now, here's what else matters today. We seem to be at this inflection point in the Republican Party where the big lie is steadily enveloping all aspects of the GOP. Low taxes, less regulation? Nope. Social issues? Not really. Instead, the party's animating feature is election fraud that quite literally did not happen. Now, just today, Florida joined 47 states that have introduced restrictive voting rights laws. Now, keep this in mind. Florida Republicans have for years used unparalleled mail-in voting programs to largely sweep the statewide elections. Yet, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law this controversial voting bill that would require stricter voter ID requirements for voting by mail, it would create limits on who can pick up and return a voter's ballot, and it would ban private funding for elections. Now, the bill, in keeping with everything we've seen over the last several years, it was signed in a Fox News exclusive event that meant no access for any other press outlets. Now, these bills, like the one in Florida, are being introduced really on the basis of a lie by former President Trump that the 2020 election was illegitimate. And yes, if you're wondering, that's the very thing we spoke about yesterday threatening to end GOP conference chair Liz Cheney's career. Now, in an op-ed in the Washington Post Wednesday, Cheney warned her party that this is a, quote, turning point at which the party must decide whether to, quote, choose truth and fidelity to the Constitution or bow down to Trump. In an interview with Steve Bannon on his radio show Thursday, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, the woman who is set to replace Cheney, stressed her embrace of Trump when asked about her poor marks from conservative groups. Well, I've been proud and I know the president was very proud that 2020 was the year of the Republican woman. Those women uh, ran on the ticket with President Trump and they were proud to flip those districts. One of those groups, the Club for Growth, a conservative organization focused on economic issues, came out Wednesday against Stefanik replacing Cheney. The club's rating system measures how members of Congress vote on economic issues. And that rating system scored Stefanik at 35 percent compared to Cheney, who has a lifetime score of 65 percent. Keep in mind, those ratings, they used to be sacrosanct for GOP lawmakers. Apparently, they no longer matter. Instead, it's fealty to Donald Trump. And finally today, and this is my favorite story of the day, some intrigue on the Supreme Court. Senior Democrats are treading increasingly carefully around Justice Stephen Breyer these days, worried that a progressive push to get the 82-year-old liberal to retire could actually backfire and dashed their hopes of getting a young new liberal on the court in his place. The clock, it's ticking. The Senate could fall into Republican hands during midterm elections next year, or, frankly, at any moment. Two members of the Democratic majority are near or just over 80 years old and hail from a state where a Republican governor would name their replacement if they weren't able to serve. But Breyer, the senior liberal on the Supreme Court, he's keen on keeping the court free of political influence. So an open campaign to just squeeze him out? It could actually have the opposite of the intended effect. Now, the fear, according to multiple Democrats we spoke to, is that a push like that could cause Breyer to actually dig in and decide to serve out beyond the 2022 midterms when control of the 50-50 Senate is once again at stake. But keep this in mind. Justice Breyer just personally witnessed how the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg struggled to keep her cancer at bay just long enough for a Democratic president to be elected to name her replacement. Now, Ginsburg lost that battle just two months before the election, and that cleared the way for then-President Donald Trump to fill her seat with the conservative Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Now, look, if you give Democrats on either side of Pennsylvania Avenue truth serum, they'll tell you they want or even need Breyer to call it a career. But the caution you're seeing right now, it, it underscores the stakes here. Democrats can't push too hard, but there is a palpable fear of what happens if they don't. And that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Don't worry. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.